On the day I killed my husband, the scent of lilacs startled me awake. We lived in the desert south of Las Vegas, where no lilacs bloomed for a hundred miles. I might expect to smell bee brush or desert lavender in the fragrant air, but never lilacs. I pulled a strand of coppery hair across my face. The tang of magic lingered on me from our show the night before, the sweet of stage makeup the bitter of smoke powder. Jeremy was fast asleep, one arm flung out, reaching for something invisible, which he often did in his waking working life. Never a white rabbit, a paper bouquet. Sometimes he'd conjure a peacock when a dove would suffice for other magicians, a javelin instead of a knife. I nuzzled his golden head. My lovely husband smelled the same as I did, of the theater, of magic. He reached for me with his long hands, pulled me close. Good morning, love, he murmured, his voice thick with sleep, sniffing for contraband. My sense of smell has always been keen. I use it to discover the secrets our daughters carry. Years ago, our twins, Grace and Faye, stuffed their backpacks full of Halloween candy, meaning to eat up every last scrap on the playground at school. I caught the scent of Snickers on them, nixed that plan. On their first day of seventh grade, I began snuffling for cigarettes or pot on their clothes like a German shepherd. They had just marked their 15th smoke-free birthday. Ten-year-old Kaylee only needed to be given the once-over for stray bits of cheese, her strange craving. She'd fill her pockets with cheese at school, come home reeking like a wheel of cheddar. At the theater and at the barn where we kept our horses, I was always on the alert for any hint of smoke, of fire. I curled my body into Jeremy's while he smoothed my tangled hair, his eyes still closed. He wasn't ready to leave his dreams yet. No, not contraband, I told him. Lilacs. I woke up smelling lilacs. His blue eyes sprang open. I was dreaming of lilacs, he said, masses of them, growing by a white house. But no matter how many I cut, they always disappeared from my hands. Like magic, I said lightly, trying to shake the feeling of something impending, a shadow passing over us. The image made me shiver, and not with cold. Imagine that. He pulled me closer. In the dream, I was trying to bring them back for you, Rev. I searched his eyes for trouble, found none. I kissed his cheek, rubbed his face with mine, an old trick, older than our act together, older than our marriage, my way of claiming him. By nighttime, he was dead. I had shot him while the odor of lilacs still clung to us, stronger than ever. It haunted me all day, that purple, heady scent. Jeremy rose first. He showered, then made us breakfast. Black coffee, fresh eggs scrambled with our housekeeper Marisol's green salsa. Prosciutto pink as the Nevada dawn outside the window. Kaylee's version of green eggs and ham. It was a Saturday. 
The twins slept in, but Kaylee waited at the table for her food, weaving the supple white string she favored for her games. Kaylee, the prodigy of string. She fashioned intricate webs that seemed to foretell our future, patterns she named Chuck E. Cheese Sunday or Listen to the Rain when Marisol complained her plants needed a real soaking. Somehow, we would end up at Chuck E. Cheese most Sundays, which we all despised except Kaylee. And it always did rain after she'd been weaving her rainy string pattern. She plied the string that morning. She didn't look up when she asked if we were going to the barn.